Alrighty, everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Coming to you on a Sunday night because, unfortunately, I'm uh, a little tied up tomorrow, Wiz. So uh, we wanted to talk about these Monday games because we didn't really get too into detail about them. How was your uh, Sunday of watching football today? I mean, uh, got uh, some interesting things that took place, some real strange games. I think I think the strangest game of the day in some regards was the, the Packers and the and Tampa Bay. I mean, if you, you know, turn the game on at 4.30, score was 10 nothing Green Bay. Their offense was virtually unstoppable. It looked like, you know, maybe they would hold them to some field goals, but it looked like, you know, Green Bay was going to move up and down the field. And my goodness, the three quarters and five minutes of the fourth quarter, of the first quarter, so I guess for well, 40 minutes of football, they – I mean, more than that, about 50 minutes of football, they, they shut they shut Green Bay completely down. It was just uh, astonishing to see a complete turnaround. It looked like Rodgers was just not the same guy after the pick six. They were, they were on their way to scoring again. And uh, I don't know, Jay, he, he just didn't seem the same guy. Did you did you see that? Did you well, see it the same way? I thought the injury to, to Bakhtiari was, uh, was a big deal. They, they weren't able – you know, the pressure that Tampa Bay – Basically, put on uh, on Green Bay for most of that game. I, I know we played head to head this week. You bopped me over the head with that uh, Tampa Bay defense. And you know you, you've talked about this before that running against Tampa Bay, um, it's just it's and, and they lost one of their better interior uh, defenders uh, in, in Vita Vea, but uh, they couldn't. Other than AJ Dillon breaking up a couple of runs late in the game, uh, AJ, Aaron Jones could not do a darn thing. Yeah, it was it was just uh, one of those games. I know we were both like uh, conventional wisdom was like kind of like all over the Steelers and Ravens as the top defenses. But I think me and you kind of had the Bucks pegged as uh, a top five defense this year, and uh, able to I was able to secure them in uh, in a couple of leagues this year. And uh, yeah, they've been tough. We'll they've been tough. Yeah, we'll see how. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it plays out. It looks like they're really going to be tough if they get on top of you and. Uh, Play with a lead, which is exactly the point we were making from last year, where you could see glimpses of how good their defense was, but they were always playing from behind. As Winston was giving the other team either a pick six or a great field position, but you know, with Brady being a lot smarter with the football and really using up a little bit more clock, uh, kind of figured that Tampa Bay had a chance to be a good explosive fantasy defense this year. And speaking of Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh probably has the biggest injury of the day with uh, Devin Bush going down with an ACL tear, and he, you know, he won't return for the season. That's probably the biggest injury that we saw today. And I, you know, you speaking of crazy games, uh, you know, sometimes uh, teams do turn it on when when there's a coaching change. Uh, I'll ask you the next question uh, after this, but uh, boy, the Atlanta Falcons just came out <laughs> ready to play today, um, and that was a another crazy, crazy game uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, what, what I was thinking uh, when I was watching the game when the Falcons, I think, were up 23 nothing. I was thinking, oh, the Vikings got them right where they want them. You know, this is, this is, this is where Atlanta hates to be, up by three touchdowns or uh, 20-something points at the half. But they just kept going. You know, they, they were different. They just kept going. Julio looked like he was at full strength. He was having one of those games – uh, where he just looks unstoppable. And, um, yeah, Minnesota just kind of like, 
I don't know. Did they not recover from that heartbreaking loss? Did they? It looks like I don't know. It's tough for you know think that a football team after a week is still going to have a hangover or carry a loss into the next week. But it sh- Minnesota was not ready to play football today. That, oh, and that they, I could. Their secondary is banged up too. They had a couple of injuries, got a couple of guys out too. So very unfortunate. Uh, but uh, it was the bad Kirk Cousins today. Yeah. Now the stat sheet and fantasy wise, it was fine. Probably more than fine. It was probably great. But if you're a Viking fan or somebody you know who understands quarterback play in the NFL, it was it wasn't good. It, it was it was not good. He put up a lot of great numbers. With Jefferson, when the game was in doubt, I know feeling that another garbage touchdown, but these are meaningless touchdowns if you're a diehard Viking fan like me. But I guess in the wide world of fantasy, you called uh, Kirk Cousins the matchup this week a juicy matchup for a week, and uh, it, uh, it really it ended up it ended up being that way. But uh, yeah, tough loss. And then I guess let's go from the sublime to the ridiculous to the New York Jets, oh. and. Um, you know, I, I, when I'm watching the Jets play, I, I, I try and put my finger on what they remind me of, and then it, it dawned on me. At some point when I was watching the third quarter, it dawned on me what the, what the Jets football team reminds me of. It reminds me of teams that play semi-pro football, and there are like a lot of guys over 40 playing, and they're playing semi-pro pro football out on the park, and, you know, when, and the, you know, the wives and kids are watching the game. It looks like the Jets would be competitive in that league. That's where the Jets would be competitive. But as far as the National Football League, I've been saying it now, they need to scrap it, start over, evaluate everybody from quarterback to general manager, and and think about what they want to do because it is as bad as it could possibly get. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, again, uh... I'll be very shocked if he actually makes it through this week. Uh, the team is definitely <laughs> he, he, Adam Gase has no respect on that team. It's very clear that the, the the effort is not there. It's just it's just ugly. Some stuff came out also that there's some stuff going on with Greg Williams and him. Some comments that were made about the offense. So I, I think you got to watch this one carefully this week. You know, we, we talked about Le'Veon Bell. He was gone last week. Uh, we could see Adam Gase on his way out this week. Uh, that's that's my call. Remember, I made that call. I mean, I made that total, right? <laughs> who yeah. who would last long with the Jets? And I, I think Adam, Adam Gase obviously won that, you know, from a wagering standpoint, last long with the Jets. But to your point, I don't think he's going to win it by much. I think I think his is his really down to days and numbers. When are the Jets having their – did the Jets have their bye week yet or it's coming up? No, it's coming up, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. He's not going. When they come back from the bye, Adam Gase will not be coming back with the Jets. That's, uh, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, all right. So, uh, why don't we talk about uh, why don't we talk about the uh, two games tomorrow? Since we're not going to get a chance to do that, we're seeing a fantastic uh, Monday night doubleheader: uh, Kansas City and the Bills kick it off. I think at five, and then the eight eight thirty game. Um, Usual start time, Cowboys and at Cardinals. So well, you know, let's 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 start with the five o'clock game. So the, the Bills defense, as we've been talking about, that is just not the same. Do you, do you think at home, whatever tomorrow, do you think they they play a better game um, defensively? I know, like conventional wisdom, thinking that Josh Allen's going to have to be throwing the ball and he's going to match Patrick Mahomes. But I don't know. Is is there a chance that the Bills play? a better game and maybe the scoring is a little bit lower than people expect? 
It feels so hard to gauge with, without fans in the stands. Uh, I think this would be a different storyline if there were fans in the building. Um, and you wonder, I do wonder last week how much, how much the, the Bills were looking towards the Kansas City Chiefs as opposed to their opponent last week in the Tennessee Titans. Um, they are going to have Tredavious White. Uh, looks like Matt Milano is going to play as well. So it looks like they're going to have some of their better defenders back in action this game. But, look, the Bills want to make a statement. Uh, the division is definitely ripe for the taking at this point, although, you know, the Miami Dolphins look like they want to make some noise in this division. But, yeah, this is an opportunity for them at home, national television, 5 o'clock game, which is an interesting uh, time, of course. Um, against the defending Super Bowl champions. So it's a, it's a big spot. It's a really, really big spot. Um, and and I, I actually think the Bills play pretty well in this game. I, I think at the moment the Chiefs are actually five-point uh, favorites over the Bills. Um, I, I don't know how the Bills actually attack the Chiefs. How is it going to be done? Are they going to try to get a little bit of a ground game going? Uh, I think Zach Moss is going to play in this game. You know, when you're playing against when when you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, you anticipate they're going to have to put a decent amount of points on the board. It's a pretty high over under in in this ball game at, at 56 and a half points. Um, but you know, you'd like to think that they can respond a little bit better than they than they played last week because uh, last week they definitely got punched out of that building. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if, if if Buffalo tries to get into a shootout with Kansas City, they're going to fall short. But if Buffalo gets back to playing some physical, physical football, running the ball with Moss coming back, who I think is going to be a key part of the game, and Singletary, um, and being physical with Kansas City, I think that's really their best their best game. You know, I'm not saying you know they're gonna have to shorten the game so much, and but they, they are gonna have to be physical. They are gonna have to want it. And if they, they if they're looking to throw the ball all over the place and wing it like they were doing um, last week and play that type of finesse game, they're gonna they, they're just not as good as Kansas City at that game. I don't care if Buffalo has all of their guys back; they just can't match them in terms of talent. And I think you're gonna see a different Clyde Edwards O'Air as well tomorrow. I just got a feeling this trade. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just have a feeling you're going to see a, a different guy out there. Uh, maybe uh, this trade is, has lit a fuse. Uh, we'll have to see. But, I, you know, I think Buffalo's best shot is a, is a physicality, which there hasn't been. And look, I'm not saying Zach Moss is, is going to be, you know, the guy the rest of the way and, and, and Singletary is going to take a real backseat. But I, but I am saying that Zach Moss is a much more physical player and physical running back than, than Singletary. So I think he's going to have to be a big part of that game. And then doing what they do best, play action, and then <clears throat> throwing, the ball deep, <clears throat> throwing the ball deep. So, excuse me. That's how I see it. Um, how do you see the results coming out in that first game? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm, I'm hard pressed to to push against the Chiefs too much right now. It's not a game that I'm gonna personally be uh, looking to do anything on. Um, yeah, like I said, they're laying five points, but I, the Chiefs aren't gonna have Sammy Watkins, uh, as you mentioned uh, in this game. You're gonna see, I think, a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire who's kind of amped up. I'd be curious. Uh, you know, my personal view yeah. is 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 I think there probably will be a little bit of a benefit here for, for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because I don't think they've actually used Utilized him properly, um, or or what I think is his best facet in 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 the way he can be used in this offense. Um, you know, Bell is a good player. We know that, but he's been in a bad system and he hasn't really performed with any kind of consistency. 
since he left Pittsburgh uh, a, a long time ago. So we haven't seen that. But I think I think you're right about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in this game. I think he shows us something. Uh, I, I, I personally, if you would have asked me where I think this game, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I'm actually looking for a pretty big game where they get to get some of these other weapons involved. You know, the, the, the McCole Hardmans, the Demarcus Robinsons, even maybe the Byron Pringles, where some of those secondary yeah. options uh, become a part of this passing attack for Patrick Mahomes and, and the Chiefs. Yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. And then uh, we got the second game, and uh, boy, oh boy, I just don't know what to make of the Cowboys tomorrow. <clears throat> uh, is it going to be like, are they going to be really amped up and try and really, you know, carry on the rest of the season for Dak Prescott and, and play with that emotion? Or is this going to be a team that feels like their heart and soul has been, like, ripped out and um, – they're playing a hungry team, an offensive team um, that that likes to run a lot of plays. And uh, before you know, you talk about how what do you think the outcome is going to be? What do you think the, the mindset of Dallas is coming into this game? Yeah, I think I think there's going to be a lot of emotion from from the Cowboys to try and prove that hey, you know what, we still have a mission here. We want we're going to win this division. We're going to get to the playoffs. And we brought Andy Dalton here just in case for a reason. Uh, it's a professional quarterback. He's got super talent around him. I think they'll lean on Ezekiel Elliott, but I think you're going to see a very motivated Dallas Cowboys here. My personal view is you'll probably see a lot of money uh, that, that moves towards Arizona here in this game. I think most people feel that this is a game, and the Cowboy defense has obviously struggled to do things. I think, to me, yeah. to, to me, this is a game where Ezekiel Elliott, you, you just keep pounding him away. And, you know, you want to talk about physical, but I think the Dallas Cowboys might need to lean a little bit more on Ezekiel Elliott in this particular ball game uh, if they actually want to come, come away with a victory here. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, Andy Dalton's a Texas kid. He played his, he played his college ball at TCU. He signed with the Cowboys for a reason. You know, he wanted to play here and, 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 and was willing to start the season as a backup rather than really potentially be a starter with another team. Now he has his chance. I think he's going to be amped up. Uh, I think he's going to play well. I agree about Elliott. I, I think, you know, you, you're really going to maybe see him being used as a, as a workhorse. And uh, I don't know, I, 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 I've, I've seen a lot of different uh, views on what's going to happen to the three skill guys. Um, you know, Cooper, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb. Um, personally, I, I think that Gallup is going is, to, it may take the, the biggest hit of the three because he, he, that's not Andy Dolan's game, like throwing that deep ball. He, he just doesn't throw it as well as Prescott. And Amari Cooper may be a little bit, but I, I think C.D. Lamb is, is not going to, miss a beat. I, I really don't think he's going to skip a beat. I think that the connection with uh, between Dalton and Boyd while he was still with Cincinnati was getting better and better, and Boyd was becoming a top 10 or 15 guy, and I think C.D. Lamb's a I don't think it. I know CeeDee Lamb's a better wide receiver than, than Boyd, even as a rookie right now. And I, I really think that CeeDee Lamb is going to continue having a, a terrific year for Dallas, so uh, we'll have to see how that goes, but on the other side of the ball, you know, do you think Dallas does anything? I mean, they have some elite pass rushers, but once Murray gets uh, out of that and he's going to be elusive and he's going to escape the rush some of those times, my 
goodness, how are they going to cover Hopkins back there? Yeah, that's the problem. The, the, the problem is, uh, you know, and, and Murray just made mincemeat out of the Jets last week. Uh, what did he throw for? Almost 300, uh, 380 yards, I think it was, that he threw for last week. So if you're... Yeah, I mean, and he, he could just take off and run for 40, 50 yards on any given play as well. So that pass rush is good, but there's going to be plays where he breaks containment and he hits them with some big plays, throwing it and running it. And on the plays that they don't get to him, I'm just thinking that those wide receivers are, are just going to be difficult to cover Hopkins and, and Kirk and Isabella and Fitzgerald and, you know, um, Edmonds is certainly going to be a big factor in that game as well. Uh, you know, out of the backfield, I expect him to have some big game, uh, uh, you know, some big plays in that game. So I think, I think, I mean, I don't know if I specifically asked you, but I, I think that I remember you saying that you, have a view on Arizona in this game? Tomorrow? Yeah, I think Arizona is going to win the game. I, I, I do, because I just think they're not going to be able to be handled offensively. Uh, the, you know, the question is, if the Cowboys decide to play smart and, and try to play keep away from this team, because I think that's their yeah. only, only shot to win the game, is if Ezekiel Elliott is dominating the game and time of possession sure. is in favor of, of Dallas, I think that's the only way they can win the football game. Yeah, so you think that? So, but you don't think that they're going to do that, or do you think that Arizona is going to be able to stop that? Because you're liking Arizona, so is the reason because you don't think Dallas will have that game plan, or do you just think that at the end of the day, Arizona's offense is just going to be too much? Yeah, the latter. I think their offense is just going to be too much. Dallas has proven that they cannot stop anybody, and uh, I think that'll continue tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, uh, when we look at these two games, you know, it's Monday night, so we're really focusing on these games. But, you know, I I don't have a strong view on either of these two games. Um, I, I, you know, I I just, the emotional, uh, you know, the way way emotionally the Cowboys come into this game, that's one thing, uh, how they handle that. Um, and then the type of game I could just see going either way, um, to be honest with you. And, uh, and the first game, it all depends on if Buffalo plays a physical game. If they play a physical game, they can stay in that game. They can maybe even win that game. If they play a finesse game and they get caught up in this type of shootout game, nobody is going to be Kansas City at that game. I mean, I know the Raiders put up a big game, but you just get the sense that maybe – uh, they were a little bit surprised, uh, and they weren't ready for Henry Ruggs. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, anything else you wanted to add about the doubleheader? Uh, or do you want to add uh, a, a view on tonight's game? Uh, yeah, you know, tonight tonight's a game. Uh, I, I have a weird feeling about tonight. As bad as as bad as the Niners looked last week, hmm. uh, yeah. I, I, I just feel that the, the 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 Rams haven't proven anything this year by basically just running over the NFC East. Um, yeah, I just have a feeling that San Francisco responds tonight. Um, they're getting three points, and uh, I, I think it's a game where I, I could see the tide turn here a little bit more. Where you know most people think the Rams will come in and, and do some damage here, but I, I think San Fran might show us something tonight. And if they're smart, I, I agree <laughs> with that. But we, you know, we're gonna no, if they're smart, they they should hopefully look at the game film from two weeks ago and see what George Kittle did. I mean, he, he was not involved last week at all. you got to get that player involved. You kind of feed off of his emotion when he's out there knocking people question. out. Would you, would you agree 
would you agree with this that after the nine, the 49ers were absolutely humbled at home by Miami. They're coming home a Sunday night game against the, in a key division rival in a key division game. Would you agree that after that humiliating loss, if they get soundly beaten at home again tonight by the Rams, that you could almost start waving the season goodbye for the 49ers? Yeah, that's right. Look, I, you had a very strong view in the 90s. You were concerned coming in. They've certainly had some big injuries, uh, Bosa being the most noteworthy, but they've lost other people as well. We've been playing around Richard Sherman for a while. We know Garoppolo is you know, coming back from an injury. He was terrible last week. But, yeah, one more loss, and I would say uh, adios muchachos. Uh, it'll, it'll be a, a very long season for the San Francisco 49ers and uh, prove once again that the uh, lingering hangover of a Super Bowl loss is, is something very real and definitive. Yeah, I think the rubber meets the road tonight. I mean, I, I just feel like after that annihilating, humiliating loss to the Dolphins last week, and I can't wait to start talking about the Dolphins because the more I think about them, the more I like that team. But after that loss, if they come home uh, and they're playing the Rams in a big game and, and, and the Rams soccer to them on the road and give them another sound beating, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think I think I think the Niners are, are going to just tell you know start going downhill the rest of the way. So I'd be, I'd be um, curious tonight. You know, I want to see how. Like, so think about this: you're the Rams, you're four and one. You know, you're going into San Fran. You know what they have been through. You know, if you're Sean McVay. And again, they're dealing with this three-headed monster at running back. Uh, they they have a passing game that at times looks like a strong passing game, and at times it's just completely lost. How do you attack the San Francisco 49ers? Do you come out with an aggressive game plan, um, knowing that you have a team that's potentially close to being on down uh, down for the count? Do you attack them right away? Do you strike aggressively offensively in this ball game, or do you play a little bit more cat and mouse to start? I think you, I think it's the former that the way you have to handle the game. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna you know I think they're gonna they're gonna come out in and do what they did to the Cowboys the opening week where you know they're just you know a lot of a lot of play action maybe even hurrying up um, and just and just trying to keep the 49ers defense off balance uh, and trying to get on top of them. So I, I think that's what they'll do. Uh, I think maybe you know you'll 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 see. I think you know you'll see. Um, maybe some more Cam Akers uh, tonight, and, uh, and and Henderson mixed in there as well, and uh, yeah, Cooper Cup as well, and try and get those guys the ball. And uh, Robert Woods is going to be a factor. So I, I think uh, you'll see them come out in uh, try and get a lot of plays off quickly, uh, a lot of play action, short passing in the West Coast offense. But you know, you talked about the 49ers; they need to get their three players involved. They need to get Kittle. They need to get Debo Samuel. And for God's sakes, if you got a running back who's averaging 10 yards a carry, you can't give it to him nine times for 90 yards. you got to start giving the guy 15, 18, 20 carries a game uh, because if Jimmy Garoppolo is throwing the ball every single down, you're going to have a problem. He's just not that kind of quarterback. So you got to get it going with Mostert and then get Samuel and, um, and Kittle, like you said, involved in the offense. All right, awesome, Wiz. Well, let's uh, let's stop it there and uh, look forward to the game tonight. And uh, we will catch up with everybody again on Tuesday when we do our wrap-up shows for all the action. It's been nice not being disturbed by uh, the coronavirus this weekend. Hopefully that continues. And uh, enjoy the games tonight, Wiz, and we'll uh, talk on Tuesday. Got to do the same.